It was Memorial Day and Brian wanted help in the garden. Our friend Liz was up visiting again and had brought her sister Maris. At first I felt terrible about making guests work, but if you remember a past episode, I did say that guests like to do something. So Brian bought us all matching green gardening gloves, which look soft and clean and a shame to get dirty. Liz was assigned planting some annuals and she happily got to work by the stream. Her sister got a pass as a first timer and set herself up to suntan on the deck. How about you weed, he suggested to me. You and your OCD will like it. All right, I said, and he handed me a giant weeding tool, which was like a pogo stick with a set of pliers on the bottom. My allergies were killing me, so I brought some tissues with the tool. The sun was out and I wandered the property, looking for something to weed in the shade. Our walking paths were definitely a mess after the winter, and I hated how the weeds were insulting their grace popping up through the stones. I sat down on one of the paths and forgoing the pogo stick, just started to pull at the sprightly weeds in my green gloves, dragging them out of the earth, screaming and kicking. They got their revenge though, every time I sneezed, which was frequent. Slowly I moved my butt along the path, either sitting or squatting to pull what I could out of the ground, putting little victims in the black garbage bag for future disposal. I put on the Young Farmers podcast on speaker since it felt like in theme. Another 15, then 30 minutes went by, then 45. I was making progress, but I also continued to get weaker, sneezing, wheezing, running out of tissues. It was unclear who would outlast who. There were definitely more weeds than tissues. In the distance, laughter. Brian and Liz were at least having fun. Annuals, of course, are angels work. I was a mess, a murderer, a weed whacker, the lowest form on earth. I was also about to pass out. Would they find me and when? Why do people garden if it's so dangerous? We don't even grow food. I'm Matt Zucker, and this is City It, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. Season 2, episode 19, Brian will get the flowers himself. Yes, you know that line from Clarissa in Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf. Now, the garden has been a backdrop in most of our episodes. I record in it, we entertain in it, Nora's photographed in it. It's almost two acres with multiple beds, benches, chairs, and tables. Feels more like a park. Thought we should focus a bit on it and talk to my husband, who absolutely loves it, about what's in it, what it takes, and why does he like it. My other good news is that our apparel line is out. Now through June 21st, City It t-shirts are for sale at Bonfire. Just go to bonfire.com and search for City It or follow the link from our Facebook page. Hudson Valley designer and friend of ours, Ryan Carl, designed the brand and the t-shirts. The first one is called Kidding Around with a City It logo and a baby goat. Get it? The shirts come in crew neck, v-neck, baseball shirt, and an array of sizes and colors. You'll love them. And if you live near Rhinebeck, Red Hook, or Tivoli, Tivoli Mercantile and Tivoli Village has a few for sale in the shop. That's right, in the shop. I'm hoping to use the money from the t-shirts to help grow the city and audience during the year. So please support it. Plus you get one for summer. Now let's get into the episode and talk to my very, very favorite gardener. You haven't heard someone describe gardening like Brian does. Hey Brian, tell us about the garden. A garden is my favorite thing about the house and my least favorite thing about the house. We inherited the garden from the prior owner who uh, took such great care of the property and uh, really made it feel like a home. In fact, part of the reason we bought the house is we saw the garden in fall just after peak color and we immediately imagined ourselves living in it. The garden's divided into four sections. Uh, There are cottage gardens immediately around our house. 
There's a meadow with uh, very tall trees and very deep grasses. We have woodlands, uh, which are uh, actually wetlands more than woodlands. Uh, they're very beautiful, uh, very well protected and preserved uh, piece of our environment. And then we have a 200 foot stream front along a connector to the Hudson River and it serves some, somewhat of a beach for us during the summer. Uh, we like to lie out there and we like to uh, uh, put our feet in the water. Probably we spend the most time though in the cottage gardens immediately around our house. Uh, they're conceived as a place to entertain friends, to bring groups together. One of my favorite things to do is to throw dinner parties in the garden and to uh, just cook out and be there as the uh, day turns into twilight, turns into evening, and watch the colors of our uh, uh, various plants uh, uh, reflect light very differently. Uh, what so. kind of flowers and trees are growing there? I know the Japanese maple. We have about 500 different specimens on our property uh, in total. We have everything uh, uh, from indigenous hostas to white birches from Holland, to uh, Japanese grasses that uh, uh, made their way here from Tokyo, to uh, hydrangeas, to, uh, I could keep going and I could keep Which going. Which is your favorite? I have a passion for the white birches. I'm determined to give them the best home that we can. Oh, nice, thanks. Brian, the second question is what city folks should expect. I mean, what, is it, what does it take to maintain a garden? Well, there's a couple of different ways I can answer that question. But given my experience of the last couple of years, having a garden is like having an additional member of your family. Uh, it requires uh, a couple of things. It requires food. It requires shelter. It requires safety. It requires support, it requires love, and uh, uh, it requires uh, a degree of empathy for your land, your plants, and your um, surroundings that uh, you cultivate over time and uh, you develop a, a second instinct for. And once you kind of have that connection to your garden, becomes very easy to get immersed in it and very easy to spend lots of time in it and very easy to get carried away in it and uh, very easy to go on and on and gush about it like I'm doing right now. You know, during, during a season, and, and we've got a short growing season up in the Hudson Valley, uh, five months, sometimes six if we're lucky, uh, in the garden. And uh, I could be in the garden 15 to 20 hours a week and uh, then I could be sitting in front of a bunch of seed catalogs or a bunch of different uh, gardening sites and gardening magazines and gardening books another 10 to 15 hours a week. And that's just my time. There's also uh, the time that uh, the team who helps me with the garden spends in our garden, uh, whether it's uh, helping me with the lawn or tree care or helping me do transplants and moves or helping me uh, create new water features or different different uh, seating areas or or uh, redoing the hardscaping after a really bad flood. Uh, 
So, so the garden, you know, is a, is a living, breathing thing, just like any other, you know, member of your family or any other part of your home. And w- once you get your mindset like that, it, it's very easy to fall in love with. So, Brian, one last thing is, you know, I like the garden. I love the garden. I love sitting in it. I love writing in it. I love broadcasting from it, um, conference calls from it. But I don't necessarily get the rush like you do out of working in it, of the sweat of it, too. So my question for you is, like, what? why do you like it? I mean, why don't you just pay someone to take care of it for us instead of doing it yourself? I mean, why? Well, I could answer this a couple of ways. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, that'd be a big dent in our checkbook if, uh, <laughs> I outsourced all this, so 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 you decide if you, that's how you want to spend your money. But but then there's you know a more interesting answer that's probably more appropriate to uh, to being a city at. And and I'm I'm a born and bred city kid, uh, and 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 one of the things that I gained out of uh, being raised in in, in Brooklyn and then um, and then. Uh, living my adult life uh, in New York City is is an appreciation for all walks of life and uh, the diversity of people that that inhabit the earth. Like you don't have to walk more than ten feet from your stoop anywhere in New York City to see people of different shapes, sizes, colors, creeds, orientations. Uh, uh, and 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 ways of life, and 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 that's an amazing experience uh, that that I treasure and love and crave. And you know what? The garden's very similar. It's diversity. There's diversity of plants. There's a diversity of of life, and it's a, a, a different kind of diversity than I knew. But once I got my head around it and realized that there were different uh ways of caring for shrubs and different ways of caring for uh ground cover and different ways of caring for trees and that yeah then there were subsets of those uh directions and care and the results were uh equally diverse and fragmented it was a no brainer and and I fell for it right away well, thanks for doing it <laughs> <laughs> City is produced in New York's Hudson Valley on the Anchor platform. Join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash cityatlife, and you'll find the link to our pop-up store for great t-shirts at bonfire.com. That's bonfire.com slash cityat-kidding-around. Thanks so much for listening. Come visit. 